let's play a game. J. Let's see if he's ready to record. Hello. Greetings and salutations. How are you doing? Oh, what is up? Not much. Are you at all interested, ready, prepared? To... As much as I can be. Yeah, I'm. Uh... Apologies to everyone involved, but I'm, uh, I'm in <clears throat> my uh, master bedroom in my home. Uh, the air conditioning has been out in my home for almost a month at this point. Uh, it went out the 16th of last month, and we've been trying to fight my insurance company to uh, get them to replace things, and them and the uh, only company they deal with, so we have been without air upstairs and as a result i've got a wall unit that is in this one bedroom getting you know making it kind of an oasis of sorts mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's kind of loud so if you hear that in the background apologies but i'm not willing to sit in a hot room you know <laughs> for this it's over 100 degrees every day this week so jesus yeah it's kind of rough but no nah, so Again, apologies, but other than that, yeah, I'm I'm more or less ready, I suppose. All right. So how's things yeah. going, man? Tell you're on vacation. Tell us. Well, aside from that. yeah, yeah, that was kind of like that was impromptu, uh, to say the least. My wife was, um, well, she had not only vacation but eight comp days um, that she had to get rid of, and they basically told her she had to take a week. And so she took this week, and I kind of was like, well, let me see if I can get it too. And lo and behold, you know, I've got like eight weeks of vacation or had. I guess I have seven now. Wow. And, yeah, they actually gave it to me, which I was surprised by. They usually, my company doesn't like giving them unless you do it well in advance. Mm -hmm. 
but I got it. <clears throat> and so we didn't know what to do with ourselves, but we wanted to do something for the girl, Caroline, because she hasn't gotten to do much anything this summer for things. So we asked her what above all else she wanted to do. And, you know, cause we had a lot of ideas of what we could do. And she just wanted to go to a water park, which we have here. Cool. But that seemed boring, so uh, we found an indoor water park uh, attached to a hotel in Branson. Uh, there's actually a number of these. They've got like, I don't know, close to 100 water parks in Branson. If, if those of you not in the, uh, I guess, Midwest uh, don't know, uh, Branson is basically a tourist town. It's um, very rednecky. You know, it's everything is... Uh, very right-wing leaning, a lot of uh, country-type uh, shows going on, a lot of religious overtones to the shows. Uh, we did catch a really cool magic show, but at the end of it, they were, you know, praying and and showing images of, you know, the church and getting in, it became a sermon and stuff. Other than that, it was an amazing show, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, it was very strange. After like an hour and a half, it literally turned into very preachy and stuff, which, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, that's fine, but I, I feel like you shouldn't incorporate that into, you know, uh, entertainment shows just because not everyone in the audience is going to be, you know, like-minded, but that's Manson. Um but yeah, it was really cool. Uh, the magic show was dope. Uh, they had all kinds of <clears throat> rare, like super rare, exotic birds that they incorporated into the show itself. Because I guess th th this is a husband and wife team that have been doing it for friggin' ever. And they have birds that are like one of a couple thousand and so on and so forth, you know, that were just beautiful animals. And then uh, they had a... Uh, gorilla which was mm. not real but looked very very real like to the point where i was questioning maybe it is real you know but then i did get an opportunity to go backstage and you pay a little extra to get like a photo done and uh, i could see through the eye holes at an extreme angle i could see that there was a human in there oh. but it was very difficult the costume was impeccable it looked great and my daughter fell in love with a gorilla uh, who did, you know, was part of the act and some of the stuff and everything. And man, some of the, the tricks they did uh, baffled me. A lot of them I got, I was like, I know how they're doing this, but it is crazy. Most of them involved, they had these two younger girls that must have been contortionists because the way these girls would have had to twist their bodies to do some of these disappearing tricks and so on and so forth. Like you could tell how they could fit in there, but you were like, okay, they'd have to be specifically in this position. And that is crazy. Mm. But <clears throat> neither one of them weighed probably 80 pounds, which helps, you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, incredible stuff, man. Uh, just a, it was a big variety show. They did, you know, each member did different things. They had like, a couple of singers that supposedly won all kinds of awards. I didn't think either of them were particularly great, but you know, whatever they were mainly there to serve as in between, um, other shows. So they could set up backstage real quick and they sang a lot of country stuff and, uh, old like Vegas-y standbys, Dean Martin, Elvis, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, other than that, pretty cool. Uh, they also had a guy that, 
when he came on stage, he was the MC along. Uh, he was also a performer. I guess he's been on uh, America's Got Talent and made like the top 20 or something at one point, which is cool. But he got on stage and he looked exactly like a guy I grew up with, Ooh. except older, to the point where I was like, holy crap, that looks like uh, John Roush is a guy that I grew up with. He's slightly older than me. And... Um, and then he introduced himself as Johnny Lone Star. And I was like, maybe it is him. You know, mm-hmm. because they got the first, same first name. But I'm pretty sure it's not because this guy was an incredibly talented uh, <clears throat> lariat swinger, you know, and stuff. He did some stuff that was just mind boggling with a, a piece of rope. Mm-hmm. And he uh, did stuff with like guns and, you know, little tricks and stuff. He was pretty cool, man, you know, overall. And then. The water park itself was really dope. Had a lot of fun there because, uh, you know, they had slides and they had this bucket that would uh, periodically fill up and then dump out. And when I say bucket, I mean it was like the size of a small pool, but it was, you know, 60 feet in the air. And when it filled up, it would, uh, the water pressure would cause a bell to start ringing and then all the kids would run under the big tower. And this thing would crush water on top of you. And it was, it was enough to like, you know, like you felt it. It was a lot of water coming down at once. So they had like a little mini roof to kind of mitigate some of that. But uh, it, it was pretty incredible. And Caroline loved that. And then, uh, of course, I spent a lot of time in the hot tub. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good, man. It was good to get out. Nice motel room. Uh, someone did try and get in our motel room at like two in the morning, which was kind of weird. Uh, the door actually did open, but we had that sliding lock on it. And mm. I guess that stopped them. But my wife just came and she was like, someone just tried to open the door. I was asleep. I was like, what the hell? And looked up and sure enough, the door was slightly open, but it stopped because she had locked the one lock, but not the you know actual lock. Yeah. And then I went up and closed the door and looked out the window and uh, saw the people that were staying next door were outside for some reason at two in the morning. And uh, I noticed the day before that they had four kids. So I guess it was, it was just one of the kids, but it was still pretty unnerving. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, that's about it, man. Had some incredible friggin' food. Uh, there was a buffet on site, which got like nearly five stars on Yelp reviews. So we don't normally do buffet, but it was in friggin' incredible. And then I took them to some place the day before called like something Treehouse, I don't know, Johnny's Treehouse or something. And it was a little treehouse slash bar. <clears throat> and I got a, a turkey panini there that was the best I've had in my life. Mm. Uh, just really great overall experience, man. And then we had to come back to this friggin' house of horrors where uh, <laughs> it's super hot and sucks, but you yeah. know, we're dealing with it. How have you been, man? What have you been up to? Well, I'm done teaching summer school, so my summer has officially begun. My vacation started officially yesterday. Yeah. Um, we're going camping tomorrow, we're going to South Lake Tahoe. 
Oh, nice. And that'll be cool. I drove up there for a bachelor party over the weekend, so I kind of got a glimpse of what it's like. And there was a big fire nearby there last year that really just terrified, like, the entire state. Because South Lake Tahoe is, like, one of our gems. And if we lose that guy, like, oh, God, California just gets, you know, a lot worse. But it looks cool that the city itself is fine, the surrounding area. The drive up there is a little brutal because of all the dead trees. But... We're excited. Uh, listening to a lot of plotty time. You got me turned on to them. And, <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're great. You know, I always when I when I tune into podcasts, I always go through and find you know games that I've already already played. Sure. I don't yeah. know why I like to re- relive it through their eyes and their opinions. And I listened to their three episodes. Uh, what did I listen to? Resident Evil. That one was okay. There's not a whole lot of story there. Uh, right. The Bioshock ones, though, those were good. The three Bioshocks mm. and getting their input and opinions. And and uh, there's a fourth one coming out, so that should be, I don't know, that might be a game we tackle one day, but it's just fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I am worried that, you know, uh, it's going to not be nearly as good as the first two because mm-hmm. after three, it kind of shut down the studio and the name got sold to, like, a third party or something. Yeah. They got to do but, a total reboot or just reimagination and just, I mean, yeah. not connected to these three games or maybe slightly connected, but something totally different somewhere else. I don't know. But anyways, uh, have you watched Umbrella Academy? Yeah, yeah, I finished that. Oh, man, that was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. I really liked how they uh, incorporated, you know, uh, Elliot Page uh-huh. uh as being a male now into yeah. the storyline and they, no one made a big deal of it. That was, yeah, progressive it was perfect. Um, you know, they, they're just like, Oh, and this is, I forgot what name he took on the show, but Victor. it was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm this now. And everyone was just, yeah. Yeah. Victor, right. Everyone was just completely fine with that. And that's the way the world should be. Unfortunately, the world is turning into some strange, 1950s version of itself but i don't want to get too political so no i'm watching speaking of political i'm watching the boys also i'm almost done oh, yeah, with the boys. i got like two or three episodes left and um that's getting good i'm also trying to finish stranger things we have we have like three episodes left but i was looking in like the god every episode this season um is like an hour and 15, 20, almost, I think some of our hour and 30 minutes are all like mini movies. And the final episode I just saw was two and a half hours. I'm like, yeah. Jesus, that's, I'm like, why is it taking us so long to get through this? And then I realized, oh, these are like all two episodes. Um, well, you know, they realized that was their cash cow. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a bunch of people leaving Netflix. And so they had to split that into two seasons effectively of season four and just to keep people around, which they did it right because I was also thinking about dumping Netflix and then ended up keeping it to see the second half of uh, Stranger Things, which I did finish. And I finished The Boys, which I I felt like season three of The Boys was the best season yet. Mm -hmm. Um, So far. Really, really really good. Uh, It finishes kind of abruptly for my taste, but it wasn't terrible. And they left... uh, another season you know they didn't like wrap everything up like i was afraid they were going to do um so there's another season coming i don't know how they can really progress 
uh, we'll just have to see. There's probably more talented riders than me, but I was trying to think of like ways to make it fresh and interesting. Well, I've, instead of you know just rehash, but we'll see what they do. I've read a lot of the comics, so there's still a lot they can do if they follow go with the comics, which they're kind of like loosely sticking with that. Right. Uh, there's still a lot more a lot of characters they can bring back. I know they're going for a fourth season. I know Umbrella Academy, I believe, is going for a fourth and final. Uh, Stranger Things, I and I didn't I didn't try to avoid all the spoilers, but I did see something about them doing a spinoff series. Uh, yeah, by the Duffer Brothers and everyone. So I don't, I don't know much beyond that. I don't want to know until uh, I finish this yeah, season. So. Seems like I read something about the spinoff, but now I can't remember, and I can't remember who it uh, revolves around. So I did just read that uh, the Lord of the Rings series they're bringing out on Amazon. Yeah, uh, slated for five seasons, and I don't know. I'm I'm a little more interested in. That than I am the new like um, Game of Thrones spinoff. Uh, so yeah. and I'm really not interested in either officially, but maybe when I see a trailer or something like that, something will spark. But I don't know. I'm pretty over Lord of the Rings. Anything honestly, yeah. it seems like at this point they're uh, kicking uh, the the dead horse. They're going the Star Wars whatever. route. Like, oh, we had this yeah. amazing thing. How do we keep it going? And, you know, we'll see. I think Star Wars is doing really well with their... I haven't watched Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is next. That's my next one i got to tackle. I know I'm, I'm late to that one, but I believe their shows are doing way better than their, their previous three movies. Yeah, um, yeah. So they probably should have just stuck with that. I mean, I think that's the way we're going now is... Why do a movie? You could just do like a 10 episode, basically 10 hour movie and get everything you want into it. Don't have to worry about cutting stuff. And that's the way it's going to cram everything into, I mean, the Batman, one of my favorite movies right now, that was three hours. God, can you imagine if that was just like, Hey, let's just make it a six hour movie event and six episodes. I mean, gosh, it probably even more epic. Uh, I think so. Yeah. eh, Whatever. But I uh, haven't been playing much uh, in, the, in ways of video games. My boys, you know, they, they've been playing some old, the older Zeldas and just the other stuff we've already been talking about. They're not exploring much. I, I did play that, uh, what's that old ice hockey game for Nintendo? My uh, oldest what, and I, Ice hockey or Blades of Steel? Ice or? hockey. The one with, like, you have the fat character, the tall skinny yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Right like, I used to rent that a lot as a kid. And I, I remember as a kid I was really good. As an adult, I, I can't figure that game out. Uh, so, but we've been playing that together, two player against each other, and I have to, you know, let him win. But that game brings back so many memories. So that's a fun game. Oh, for sure, yeah, fun it's game. one of the better, better hockey games on the original Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Real simple but neat idea of like you've got your you guy, your fast guy, your overall good guy, and like a big bruiser guy, right? Yeah, exactly. Guy. And that's kind of how you take your big bruiser and he can, you know, steal the puck from anyone, but he's super slow, so it's tough to get to him. And, you know, it's little paper, rock, scissors or whatever going on there. It's it's a fun game. It's fun, silly, stupid, great, you know, dumb game. But When in reality, it's that, and then you've got Plus Gretzky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you could just do everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. That man is ridiculous. You look at his, uh, his stats and, like, it's mind blowing what he like by the time he was 20 you're like holy shit you did that <laughs> you know it's just mm-hmm. like okay 
Yeah, no one's ever going to come close to like his all time uh, like score or whatever. You know how many goals he's made? I, I can't remember how many it is. I want to say it's like twenty three hundred or some fool thing. It's like it's probably higher than that. Yeah, but I remember it was just like here's your average, you know, what a guy scores in his career. And then here's Gretzky. And it was like 20 times or something. It was just like, what? Yeah. Like, and he has a shit ton of assists too. It's not like he yeah. was a puck hog and doing it. Like uh, he was just the great one. Right. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. and even his later, his last few years, he was like doing, Still he was valuable. Amazing. I mean, he wasn't just like yeah. out there for to sell tickets. Like, no, he was, he wasn't as good, but he was still getting a bunch of assists and stuff, helping people out. So yeah, that's, what the, that's what's incredible about him. And uh, like Tiger Woods, the same, at least in the early career is like, people are always talking about like how dominant like Jordan was or how LeBron is, you know, in basketball and they are, but like, I don't think we've seen, uh, a level of domination like Gretzky or Woods, at least again early in his career, um, in in basketball. Yet, like when we get that guy that is literally the Gretzky of basketball, mm-hmm. like he is going to blow everything else out of the water and be like so obvious. Like there won't be a like who's better, LeBron or Jordan argument, yeah. which I still don't think there is one. I'm I'm Jordan for life, but. Uh, if we ever get the Gretzky of basketball, you know, a lot of people think of Gretzky as the Jordan of hockey and no, no, sir. It is flip that over because Gretzky was that dominant, that good where like there is literally, there's no question. There's no argument to be made. He is the best that ever played the game. Uh, it's just so ridiculous, you know? And, uh, when we get that in basketball, uh, you know, all these arguments over, who it might be will uh, cease. It'll just be like, oh, it was definitely that old uh, Johnny Two Farts or whatever. I don't know what his name's going to be. I'm not a soothsayer. But, <laughs> but yeah, we, we'll eventually get that, and uh, it'll be amazing. I think mm. LeBron, yeah, it was looking like it because, like, God, he's tall, he's fast, he could shoot, he can do it all. But yeah. uh, and he's ha- yeah. Well, n- enough about sports. I think we can leave the uh, sports <laughs> commentary to the different podcasts. I'm, I wonder if there are any podcasts that talk about sports. I probably not actually thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think they exist. That's the weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we it's should like, start one. <laughs> uh, maybe we should. Yeah. It's not no, like no radio a... stations dedicated or TV stations. So. Yeah, and I, I do feel like sometimes we'll get off onto a tirade about something. Like uh, people are like, "What the hell? I don't want to listen to this crap." But you know, that's you gotta understand. James and I, we talk generally once a month, maybe twice a month, mm-hmm. and we just like to have a little bit of banter before we do things. Uh, it's yeah. kind of the Derek and Don method. They always get this as well. Oh, and, oh my uh, God! Let's talk. We we've completely glazed over something. You sent me a, a link a few weeks ago about uh, top. RPG podcast to listen to? God, we should have started with this. No, I forgot all about it. Yeah, I I forget how I even came across that, you know, but it was uh, was a Fansly done uh, article, I guess you, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was uh, the top uh, retro video game podcast to listen to in 2022. Um, Pretty cool. Uh, We made number five. Yeah. Um, which is, I was very surprised to see us on this list. 
Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Because we're, we're only four below the retronauts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a little scary. Okay. Like, Should we start taking uh, this more seriously? Like, I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> but it, it said it was based off of uh, fan interaction, um, listener downloads, uh, freshness. I don't know what that entails. Yeah. I'm guessing, uh, you know, whether or not you're new, which we certainly are not. Or at least producing um, new but, stuff. There's probably a lot that, you know, were considered, but, you know, you haven't yeah, done a podcast in a year or two. So. There was a lot of stuff on there that I was like, okay, I've been listening to these guys for years, but there was a lot of stuff on there of people that uh, had just come out and such. So I don't know. I don't know who compiled the list. I, I don't think it was a singleton person re- reading how it, it was mm-hmm. done. It was some kind of computer algorithm. But yeah, we uh, we somehow made number five on that list. So you know, thanks to thanks all the fans you. that uh, are listening and uh, you know somehow contributing to that. That's uh, really super cool. Uh, we don't get, you know, we get something like that, and then you go to our Facebook page, and when we do post, you know, part of that is our fault that James posts like ninety nine percent of that stuff. I'm really bad about it, um, and we get like three fans interact, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and you're just like. Do we have fans? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that was, was that top 20 or top 30? I mean, it was like, we're, that we're a top 25 or top, 25. I don't so, I mean, being number five, it wasn't like out of five or out of 10. It was like, you know, a lot yeah, of people yeah. on that was, list. There were several big podcasts that were below us on that list that I was just like, no friggin' way, mm-hmm. you know, um, very surprising. So, so uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank thanks to all the fans and like you know I don't know I don't I don't know when I first saw it it was uh, a very surreal moment I I won't lie I was in the bathroom and just kind of perusing stuff and I want to say I just typed in like uh, you know top retro gaming podcasts of 2022 because I'm looking for new stuff you know and uh, there it was and I'm perusing through that and I was like holy hell. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help our download count or not, but I, I did send that to Derek and Dawn. I posted in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, get in the Discord. Um, welcome to Morpheus, a.k.a. Um, Mr. Parker there, uh, Kyle Parker. Uh, he joined most recently, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's been piping up here and there, and uh, turns out he's a really cool dude. Uh, still, uh, I think last time we talked about him, I said that he was – uh it, formerly in the navy but apparently he's uh, he's still in the navy and uh, out on these boats and such and listens to our podcast while he's out on the water mm. so yeah i wish we could give him more you know but uh once about a month is what we do around here and it's uh, served us well for going on like eight years now so we'll just continue yeah. with that and it was um, that's a top 40 list. I just pulled it up. Top 40 retro RPG podcasts. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, getting number five is kind of a big deal. Yeah. I've been, been happy to make the list at all, but uh, yeah. yeah. Really neat. Really neat stuff, man. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's transition into the game, shall we? Doom yeah, Destiny. Yeah. Doom and Destiny. I was going to ask you uh, what it was because uh, I could yeah, I, I just remembered D and D. I couldn't remember what that stood for. Um, this is one that you brought to the table, James. Uh, I believe it's was it originally a mobile game or? I only knew it as a ro- mobile game. Uh, did I? I can't remember if I 
did confirm this came out for Switch or was downloadable on Switch. Or not. Yeah, I think uh, I talked to Spokes about a, a little bit about it whenever it came out. He and I were talking, and I told him, you know, hey, if you're looking for something, this is pretty cool. Uh, and he looked it up and said it was on the PS4, PS4 and okay, uh, PC, and maybe he did say Switch. I, I don't remember. Well, maybe it was but, something else I was looking into. I was I do a lot of Googling. But uh, when he told me that, I was like, well, hell, if I had known, I'd have just got it on the PS4 because uh, my biggest biggest problem with it is that it was on the damn uh, phone. And they... Uh, I don't know, man. To me, they have not perfected phone games, and I don't think they ever will as long as they're trying to incorporate uh, touch to to be used as any mm-hmm. portion of the controls. It just don't work. Uh, touch screens, like I could see it working for a game like um, you know puzzle type games and things of that nature, but when it comes to Anything with actual action to it, especially, uh, I, I don't see how it could even work. And then even with this RPG, I found myself getting really frustrated walking where I would walk one square too far or whatever, or with the menus. I had a lot of trouble with that initially. It got easier as I was playing. Um, you start getting used to it, but it never never got good mm-hmm. that's you know it was always an annoyance um i'll let you get into the game more i believe you actually played all the way through it whereas uh i got to save the princess and i quit shortly thereafter yeah i mean it starts out you got four characters mike francis johnny and nigel and they're showing up at their friend's house to play some Dungeons and Dragons, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they get there, and their friend's missing. And suddenly, they're transported, basically, into a mysterious, magical world. And the side of this game, what would you compare it to? Like, Final Fantasy IV? Like, I mean, like, well, I guess it's Final Fantasy II for the SNES like that yeah, style, it, it, that graphics. It plays almost exactly like a Final Fantasy game. Even the menus mm-hmm. look alike. Um, and the you know, you've got your character portraits, etc. But not nearly as polished. Like it no. looks okay on your phone because it's so small. But I feel like if this were blown up to even a moderately sized TV, it would look very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it does as a phone game it works um yeah really like i would describe it as final fantasy 2 would be the closest in looks yeah and this game was created by people probably our age that had played final fantasy chrono trigger oh yeah breath of fire they like dragon ball they like pokemon um, I'm just, these are all, and these, all these things are referenced in the game, Zelda, uh, all this stuff is present yeah. in the game. The A-Team was a big surprise to me. <laughs> the A-Team. Yeah, because uh, they were apparently the former heroes. You don't have to meet them, it's kind of a side thing that you can do, where you can actually meet up with the A-Team and discover that the last heroes that they summoned into the world 
to save the day was in fact you know murdoch the face mr t and that the old guy i don't remember his name but th- that makes me think that they're slightly older than i am mm-hmm. because uh the a-team had uh gone off the air around the time i was old enough to start watching tv and i'm 42 so i think the a-team was probably out the air by the time i was six or eight um, or if it was still on, like, I just didn't care about it. I, I was aware of it, you know, growing up, but it was something I maybe caught two episodes and never really got into, you know, like I, I was much bigger, uh, Knight Rider and Dukes of Hazzard fan. Mm-hmm. Looking back, uh, Dukes of Hazzard, a little problematic. Uh, I, I don't think they were in the game. Um, <laughs> so that's good. But, uh, yeah, they, they referenced literally everything, man. And that was, uh, that was one of the coolest things to me was the fact that uh, they, they really didn't pull any punches. Now, they will, a lot of the times, not refer to things by their actual name, Correct. probably for uh, copyright legal reasons. Mm-hmm. So they'll uh, hem and haw around the names of things, but it's blatantly obvious as to what they are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I believe you said Gandalf was in there. Yeah, there's a part where like you shall not pass. You see him doing his thing on the on a bridge, but yeah, I remember Gollum. I remember seeing him at one point. And then you saw, I'm sure you saw Link. He was like looking for the wrong princess, so they're looking for a princess, and he's like, Yeah, that that, that made me laugh back there. Out loud. Yeah, that was. Uh, this is why I posted that thing on the Facebook the other day. Like, what game made you laugh out loud? Because this game, yeah, you get to the the damn castle, and here comes Link out of it, and he's like. <laughs> Uh, who'd thought wrong princess, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. You're summoned to this world and they tell you you're the four heroes. It's going to save the day. And the King says, like he mentions like, now you guys can go and do whatever you want in my kingdom. And by the way, like go into anyone's house and take like whatever you want out of their house. Like you guys <laughs> have the authority to do that. And you know, that's how every game you play, like you do, you can do that. And there's never an explanation as to like, Hey, are you, you're stealing yeah, from yeah. people. Like what's going on here? This game addresses One of those classic <laughs> tropes where if you, you know, at some point we all stopped and thought about it. Like, Hey, I'm just literally walking in this guy's house and rummaging through their, you know, desk drawers and whatever else chests that they have. And, no one seems upset by that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, different times, I guess. If someone walked into my house and just started rummaging in my kitchen, I'd, I'd stab them. They would be dead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I would get off scot-free. I'd be like, yeah, this crazy motherfucker walked in my house, and he just started going through my drawers and shit. You know, he was, like, tucking away my my kitchen knives, and he yeah. stole the rope or whatever. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be dead. He would die over whatever bullshit he was trying to take yeah. from me. Or I would die defending it. This game, like, every NPC is worth talking to. Like, I was, I've never had a game in my life where I wanted to see what everyone says. And everyone's either referencing some other game or other thing. Or, like, I think one guy was like, hey, where are all the toilets? You know, it's funny stuff like that where it's like, yeah, they're aware. They're making fun of themselves. And it's it's fantastic. Um, Your four characters, let's see. It... I like how they each take on their own like kind of speciality. You got, you know, your your fighter, uh, your I guess thief with like dexterity. He's a ninja. The first yeah, guy's more of a ninja. Yeah. You got your warrior. You got your you know your your magic user, 
And, um, you know, every, after, when they each level up, you have a little customization there where you can, like, determine what to give, you know, your three points to, might, charisma, grit, or dexterity. And each yeah, character- and you can really min-max uh, and, like, put them into, like, extreme versions of themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. Or balance them the, out. Yeah. The fourth character, he's, uh, I think he describes himself as a, a pirate bard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, most games so, you have like your warrior, your magic user, then like your thief, and then like this one they tried to cram in a fourth one, which I liked. Uh, but yeah, they definitely like what is this guy? He's all about grit, criticals, and you know his constitution. Yeah, he's the uh, he's kind of the jokester of the group too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then you're given the the opportunity to choose which one of them you want to be your leader, and depending on which one you pick, they grant a bonus to the entirety of the team. Yeah, and you could talk. Certain people you talk to uh, might be more receptive to different people at the head of of your party, especially like in the magic. Oh, yeah, if you go to like where the wizard, the wizard, wizarding world, where you meet Harry Potter and whatnot, or quote unquote Harry Potter, if you have the the magician guy, the wizard guy in the head, uh, you get granted access to other areas where the other four, other three wouldn't be getting given that access. Oh, wow. so, so little things like that, which I love the little nuances and little secrets and how you can go through. And the guy with all the charisma, I think he talks better with certain people than the others. And it's really well done. That, that attention to detail. Um, really. Yeah, and there are quite a few secrets, too. And whenever you unlock one, it'll say like a secret revealed or something. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, a nice instead of. You know, you finding it and getting absolutely no confirmation, you know, like, again, in, say, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, if you find the Crystal Sword, your reward is the Crystal Sword. There's nothing that really indicates, you know, uh, or maybe there is, maybe there is some kind of text, I can't remember now, but uh, you know what I mean. Generally, when you find these secrets, you know, if you find a a false wall or something uh you know there's nothing to indicate that hey you just found something cool other than you know you telling yourself oh this must be neat uh this will actually say like secret found i think they're numbered like number eight or whatever and so it's something to aspire to as far as uh going through and like oh i found number you know three and number five but i missed you know number one must be up here at the beginning area or whatever you know you kind of get an indication of where to look um, really neat, really neat. Yeah. And this game, I, uh, I played about ten and a half hours of it, and I completed the story. Mm-hmm. And then from what I kind of gathered um, through the walkthrough, I didn't, I didn't have to use the walkthrough very much, like once or twice, but it seemed like there was about another ten hours of side quests and oh, wow. whatnot you could take on. And there's like... I ran into one somewhere where it was like a you know like you know Final Fantasy VII has the weapon the weapons which are like just you know crazy unbeatable not unbeatable but super hard beings in the yeah, world and yeah. there's a few of those uh, lurking around here so just so much to do you know if I was a you know middle school or early high school this would have been the game to like just get lost in for hours upon hours upon hours. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it's it's the best RPG I've ever played on a goddamn phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I didn't put in nearly as much time. I want to say I put in about five and a half, six hours. It started getting to me a little overwhelming with the amount of magic, the amount of mm-hmm. 
weapons and so on and so forth you can buy um, because I want to, as a player, I want to catch them all, but you can only, depending on your level, equip so many of these special powers, mm-hmm. and uh, you you can't just like, oh, I'm going to have all of them, like, say, in a Final Fan- the original Final Fantasy, where you're able to purchase uh, magic. It's very similar to that, except you only have so many points that you can allocate towards using these abilities, and uh, as you collect new ones, they cost uh, more points, obviously. And so you really only have like two or three of these, seemingly, at any point that you have access to. And if you want different ones, you'll have to uh, unequip other ones, effectively. And then same with the weapons, where there are just a ton of weapons that do slight variations of the same thing. Um, but, you, you know, it was... It was just, like I said, a little overwhelming because, like, you open up a new area, you know, and you'll go to the towns in that area, and each one has completely different stuff to buy, which is nice, but it just offers too much all at once, or it seemed like it did to me, where now it's like, okay, I've got to save up to buy all this stuff to see differences between this and that. Um, because you you know you don't know which spells or whatever that you're going to want to use, so or you would get a new weapon and then go to the next town and they would have a better weapon immediately, and it was literally not five minutes between the trek of whatever to the new area, and that annoyed me. That's something that's like I get a new weapon, I want it to be good for at least an hour of gameplay. Um, I don't want to be like, well, shit, I just wasted my money on this armor or whatever. Um, they also have, uh, just infinite items that drop off of enemies that are, some of them are just way better than what you can get within the towns. And so it really incentivizes you to like grind that. And they have a system where you defeat 10 wizards or something. You'll get a star in wizards and then you're given some kind of, gift you know you might get a wizard's hat or whatever and then if you defeat 10 more wizards you might get a wizard's cane uh and so on and so forth and you can they're they're almost like trophies on a playstation title except it uh you're unlocking items as you go so it made me want to like stay in areas and max out the killing of rabbits or wolves or whatever it might be which is great except then you're spending just way too much time in these early areas and you get burnt out on the combat because it really does become just masha, 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 uh, you know, and you know, the battles themselves are, again, they're very final fantasy like they're pretty boring. Um, you know, choose your ability, execute. Um, usually it's just attack, 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 attack. Um, uh, but they, they do mitigate some of that with uh, the characters taunting each other mid-battle, which I thought was really unique, um, because they'll actually say cuss words and things, which uh, is a little more realistic than normal. <laughs> you know, these guys will yeah. say, hey, you fucking asshole, I'm going to rip your head off or something. You're like, holy shit, this guy, uh, <laughs> he, he means the business, you know. So uh, that that was interesting to see, you know, the use of uh, verbs 
that uh, we do use every day, but uh, you don't normally see that sort of thing in a role-playing game, you know? Yeah, I like the battle. The battles look exactly like Final Fantasy uh, 2 or 6 or any... But, but, like, the characters are on... Usually Final Fantasy, I believe you're on the right side and you attack to the left. This one flip-flopped it, where you're on the left attacking to the right. Um, yeah. All the enemies, like... I think they're all like the same sprite, just like different configurations, you know, like there was no like big monster or anything like that to make it look cool. You know, the wolves were just like, imagine just Cecil with like a wolf head, you know, or the skeletons. It's the same thing. I wish they, they could have gotten more creative with the, with the, yeah, I don't know. The limitations there, I did notice that too. There wasn't really any bigger monsters mm. or whatever, and I'm I'm guessing they just uh, shortcutted this to be like they wanted to put all the animation within one square. Yeah, which I get. Probably easier to program that way. I thought I saw the sequel uh, corrects that or uh, changes that yeah, to have bigger sure. things, but but it's fine, you know. Uh, I liked how in this game, which I they didn't really utilize it, but the top you could see like the order of characters coming through, and right. who's who's you know who's up next, and the speed guy like you could attack with him, then his turn would come up like right away, so you could do like use an item or something like that uh, before the enemies would get a chance to go. Unless you did magic, then your guy would get usually you know put back at the back of the line because that you know would take more you know seemingly take more energy which would make sense, but I didn't think they used that enough. Like, I was waiting for, like, the time I'd really have to pay close attention to that to, like, make yeah, sure. Yeah, I, like... I stopped paying attention to it pretty early on, but it was, like, what is it, Final Fantasy X? Didn't that utilize And they did it right. Like, I don't, that was, that was perfect. You you really were, like, constantly paying attention to that. I, mm-hmm. I think this is also a feature on, like, Skies of Arcadia, um, where you could see the, uh, you know, the, oh, I've got an enemy doing this, and then, like, if you cast haste on that character, you'd, you know, see that, wow, this guy now, he's attacking, yeah. you know, as soon as he attacks, he goes right back to the front of the line. Uh, and you, really needed, cool stuff, you needed to know about this, that. Like, yeah, this, you just kind of, uh, honestly, like, I was aware of it, but I didn't pay much attention to it. Mm-hmm. I thought the uh, random encounters was good. Like, I didn't feel like I was just getting bombarded way too much yeah um, i feel i feel like they had a system in place and i may be wrong about this but it felt like uh you got a random encounter after x amount of steps like 20 25 steps you would get a random encounter mm-hmm. which is great when you're exploring a dungeon because you can you never get these stupid things like you would get with Final Fantasy, where you get in a battle, you take two steps, you get in a battle, yeah. and if that happens two, three times in a row, you literally forget where you are within the dungeon because you've spent the last fifteen minutes fighting. Yeah, now that doesn't happen in this game. No, uh, so it's good in that regard, but it's bad in that if you want to grind, yes. you're sitting there walking around in a circle for what feels like an eternity before a battle. Um, I wish there was some way to mitigate that, where you could increase. The, the amount of steps it took to get into a battle or something, that would have been a nice feature, uh, or decrease, you know, something kind of like uh, Brave, Bravely Default did, uh, that would have been nifty, or, you know, turn them off entirely. Uh, that's a feature that I 
really enjoy in RPGs nowadays, where I get to grind when I want to grind. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have to do it during the exploration of a dungeon. I, th- I think something like that, this game would have benefited from. But uh, the way they did do it wasn't too bad because, again, you weren't getting into battles every other step. Yeah, if if the game wants to choose one or the other, I'm glad they chose, you know, the freedom to walk around and not get in crazy battles. But I do agree with you. I think there should be, like, a mechanic in every RPG where it's like a spectrum, where it's like you have, like, looking for trouble all the way on the right, where it's like, yeah, you're going to be getting into a lot of battles. You're going to be able to grind a lot. You're going to be able to, like, look for items. You're going to be able to do whatever you want to do. Um, to level your guys up, or it's like the other side of it where it's, you know, avoid, where it's not, you're not completely not going to get into a battle, but it's going to be rare. However, maybe like when you do, it's going to be against like an ultra strong monster. Like, yeah, you're going to be avoiding stuff, avoiding stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, oh shit, like this thing caught up with you and now like you're in trouble. So there's kind of a good and bad to being in both sides of that, or just put it in the middle and... You know, I'll go about how your average. I would yeah, like to see that. Have you ever, just while I'm thinking about it, this is a weird thing, but have you ever seen a speed run of Final Fantasy 2, 4? I have not. Not none of that game. Okay, well, what, what's interesting about it, and I don't know if this is in, like, say, Final Fantasy 6 as well, but in Final Fantasy 2, we'll say for the SNES, um the battles are actually dependent on which way you walk with each step. And there is an algorithm you can do where if you walk in a very specific, which ends up looking very weird way, you just won't get into battles. That's interesting. So you watch these speed runs and these guys will seemingly be walking in these like really weird, jagged, uh, walk where they'll like take two steps this way walk once up and then back down to where they were and then back this way and so on and so forth and they just won't ever get into battles so it some kind of weird algorithm they put into that game where it's solely dependent on the way that you walk interesting um, they, yeah and if you walk a very specific way you just won't get into any and I guess these guys figured that out and they, you know, incorporate that into being able to get through dungeons without getting into battles and so on and so forth. See, I always thought there was just like a random, like, generated number, like invisible invisible number put above your head, basically. And like after 20 yeah. steps, you get into a battle or when you come out of the battle, it's 10 steps. And then you walk 10 steps and where you go, you're in a battle. Much more difficult than that. Uh I don't know why they went with that. I'm sure there's an explanation. I guess because it it truly randomizes things, mm-hmm. but um, what, um, that's why. How fast can you complete Final Fantasy II? What's the speed run like? How fast? Pretty freaking fast. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was like four hours or something. It was four ridiculous. hours. Jesus. Yeah. Like you'll have to look it up. I, I may be talking out my ass. No, I'll check it. Out. I've seen a lot of speed runs. Mostly uh, the the Zelda one because that, that game could be beaten like. 14 minutes now or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but with, yeah. with glitches. See, that's the one thing. I'm like, well, if you using a glitch to get through a game, like... Well, um, I know. Yeah, it's, that is a speed run. I get it, but... I know in Final Fantasy 2, I uh, play, had a playthrough where I hadn't saved it all, and my dad accidentally flipped a wall switch that turned it off oh. and uh, wiped out, you know, like 
whatever it was, six, eight hours worth of work. So I restarted that weekend on like a Saturday morning. And within nine hours of play, I made it back to the moon. (laughs) So I I could feasibly have beaten it within 10 hours. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's with the battles and stuff. I, I don't know, like, at some point, you you would think that not getting into random battles would be a, a detriment yeah. in that you're just not leveling up. So when you get into those battles that you have to fight, mm-hmm. how are you going to beat them? I, you know, I, uh, I want to I watch one of these now because, yeah, how do you do it? How do you beat Rubikint? Or, yeah, but, yeah check that out. And maybe, uh, you know, you just see what I'm talking about. It's a trip, man. It's like, okay, this guy's walking in a weird pattern, but he's not getting into any battles. And yeah, very strange stuff. Interesting. I will, t- I will check that out. But yeah, tell me a little bit more about the latter half of this game because I only made it past Saving the Princess, I believe. Um, You know, there is a point where you enter like anime town or japanese town or something like that so you get a lot of pokemon references you get some what's that called like henne or something like that like the japanese pornography you get a little bit of that uh and you do have to collect dragon balls at at a certain point although i believe they're called orbs there's six of them i think dragon balls there's seven right uh, in the original, I can't remember how many Dragon Balls there are, man. <laughs> but uh, but it's kind of optional, but it is cool because you go around and you you collect these, and you're given a uh, I think it's a special technique, ultimate secret technique. Uh, oh, okay. So that was cool. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm trying to remember where the princess was. There was like a um, Mario Mario Brothers like area where a lot of it appeared to be like two dimensional. So you'd walk, you know, left to right. <laughs> Uh, that was a cool area. There was, see, I want to get to the final, final boss, or one of the final bosses was my favorite, and I think the hardest battle uh, in the game. You fight Cloud, Sephiroth, Barret, and I don't remember who the fourth one was, but that was probably by far the hardest part, hardest battle I'd fought in the game. You fight all Final Fantasy seven yeah, characters. Final Fantasy seven characters, and they were like the group before um, the A-team. the end boss. That they were called the A team, or they had like it wasn't the A team, it was something similar to that. Um, oh, okay, because they were like another group that had been there, and that was really cool fighting those guys. Um, and then you get to the end guy and. He's he. You eventually meet your dragon master in this game, and you get, you get to that part where you're the guy that you were going to meet in the beginning, you finally run into at a certain point. Did you get to that? I don't remember if you did in five hours. Well, I'm not going to spoil the ending to the whole thing, uh, but it is good. I think we're. I think we've talked enough about the story because I am. I, I'm right now at the very, very, very end, and right now I have two things to do. I can either go back and complete, like, all the side quests, or I can, like, ask to go back home, and I haven't asked to go back home yet. So I'm right there. I've completed all the story elements, though, and I haven't seen the final, like, clip. I don't know why. I just kind of wanted... I was thinking about what I wanted, what I wanted to do. Like, do I want to go back and do some of this, or do I want to, like, finish this? I guess I could probably just save it, and I could do both, but... I right. Know. I was I 
10 hours, honestly, I, I was a little burnt out by that point. Right. Um, right. Maybe it was Which on my phone. weird because, you know, there was a time when all I wanted was more content in an mm-hmm. RPG. And, like, now, like, I want it to be 10 to 20 hours at most. Mm-hmm. Um, these games that say, like, 100-hour gameplay or whatever, no. I'm like, yeah, not for me anymore. I just, like, I still do one or two a year. Typically, they're, you know, the big, like, cyberpunks, Witcher 3 type games. But I just, I don't have it in me to play those type of games constantly no. anymore. I just, I don't have enough time. I don't have the energy, the dedication, whatever. I just, it's not in me anymore. That's why this game is good. Because you can have the 10-hour game, which you could get through. Or you could just be like, you know what? I'm going to do this whole damn thing. And, you know, right. I think they said 20 to 30 hours. I'm like right now on the, the walkthrough, sc- scrolling through all the side quests and all the post-game stuff and there is just so 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 much and looks like there's there's a final fantasy 2 slash 4 like crystal palace area i I haven't i didn't even get to yet but that looks pretty awesome and i don't know i love it i love how you can customize your characters you can make them what you want to make them through upgrades or through their equipment like every piece of equipment most pieces of equipment like have Something that adds to the character, something that detracts to the character. So if you want all your characters to be very heavily like skill magic based, you can equip these things. If you want them all to be mainly just like attack damage, you know, with your weapon based, you should do this. If you want to go all wait for your criticals to come through, it was it's it's fantastic. It is yeah, fantastic. a lot of customization to be sure. If that's your thing, this mm-hmm. is the type of game you'll enjoy. Um, and it's yeah, three dollars, three dollars right now, and there is a sequel. Oh, it's it's a prequel, sequel, reboot. That's how they describe the uh, the second installment of this game. Okay, so a little bit of everything there for you. I, I will uh, just briefly before we finish up talking about it, uh, mention that I thought the music was serviceable and forgettable. Yeah, I. I didn't have it on very much, but when I did, yeah, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't it, anything there. To... It's it's like fine, but it, it, none of these tunes are things that you're gonna download onto your, no. you know, Spotify or whatever and listen to while driving. It's no. it, not it's annoying either, wild. but not like yeah, yeah whatever. But yeah, it, it's serviceable. Um, overall, you end up with uh, a really great mobile rpg uh if you have you know little no other way to play a role-playing game uh this is the best you can do uh if you do have other ways but you just prefer to have something in your pocket on the go when you you know you if you have a type of job like i do where you have a lot of downtime or you know you have a commute on a train or something of that nature uh this would be perfect because you could play for 30 minutes at a time you know type of thing here and there mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's really great for that sort of thing this isn't really the type of rpg that uh is gonna at least not me uh grab you to the point where you're gonna be sitting playing for five hours straight you know or 10 hours straight that kind of thing um but overall uh super worth it especially at the price point that it commands i would suggest that if it is indeed on the playstation 4 uh, that you go that route because the controls are an issue. I think a lot of the things I felt bad about the game would have been mitigated with a controller. Uh, 
I probably would have finished the game had I a controller in my hand. And maybe there is, you know, like some kind of phone adaptation that would solve that for me, but I don't have whatever that might be or could speak on it. I know they do make things that, uh, you know, basically turn your phone into a Game Boy and uh, maybe that would would uh, mitigate this as well. I don't know. Or just uh, carry around a PS4 controller and Bluetooth connect them. Okay. That'd be a little much. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it... Yeah, it, it's a good game, and like like you said, it's under ten bucks always. I think so. Mm-hmm. There's no reason not to check it out. I believe this is the first like phone game. Uh, I don't know. We we said there was one other at some point. I think, but um, yeah, it's not something we review very often because, quite frankly, most games that are on the phone are shit. <laughs> um, but this one actually was pretty good. You did you picked a good one, James? Yeah, I, thank you. It, I've been like eyeing it, and it's got a lot of great, crazy, awesome reviews, and I'm glad we played it. I love playing it. I laughed out loud. I love seeing all the references. This is like right yeah. in my wheelhouse of, you know, stuff I did growing up. I'll probably play the sequel at some point, you know, probably wait for when I have to like, I mean, when I go, when I fly out to see you, like I'll download yep. it and like the whole trip out the you know flights out there i'll just play it and whatever something like that yeah we're looking for the avenue <clears throat> i don't know where we'll be but you know we'll, i'm sure we'll have a room of some sort or you can uh bunk in caroline's room uh but we'll figure it out uh well no like with my wife and her job as to where we might be a year from now, but, uh, yeah, of course, you know, you're always welcome and awesome. maybe we'll even move to someplace a little more interesting than Fort Smith. Uh, Fort Smith, not exactly, you know, the premier, uh, vacation destination. We don't have a whole lot to check out. I mean, there's the downtown judge Parker stuff that you can kind of see. And it's like, Oh, cool. This is, you know, not, not many people know of him, but there was the, he, he gets referenced a lot in films. Um, the hanging judge Parker was from Fort Smith where he, uh, hung over like a hundred men in the old wild west. And you can go out. And, yeah. You can go out and see the old gallows and, and some of the barracks and stuff are all still there and you can check it out. And there's, you know, a museum and stuff, but that's really the, uh, the only thing like interesting about Fort Smith is that we used to be this, kind of a river port town back in the 1800s uh, and that's where it got saw its initial growth but it's kind of been stagnant for the last hundred years you know we're right at like 100,000 strong which is a big city for Arkansas but like a burg anywhere else in the world I would think <laughs> uh, I think we're the third biggest city in Arkansas at like 110,000 or something pretty big and it's, it's Depending on where you're at, it could, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, uh, we have less people in the state of Arkansas than in a corner of L.A. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not a lot. There's a lot of vast open spaces here, a lot of beautiful country. Um, but, yeah, there's not not a whole hell of a lot to do, but uh, we still love to have you, of course. Uh, well, I've never been to Arkansas, so I, I'd love to come check it out. Yeah, yeah. If we're still here, we'll uh, tow you around and show you the sights, you know, like uh, like we did for Bjorn. I, I felt bad when he came because he comes from 
beautiful Sweden. And here I am like, well, this is Arkansas. It's hot and miserable, <laughs> uh, very dusty. Um, you know, we took him to see the rune stone, which is, uh, supposedly this, uh, uh, these boys found a rune stone out in the woods that, uh, proved quotations that Vikings had come as far inland as, uh, Oklahoma. Wow. Um, and they set up like this park to it and stuff and the park is beautiful um but uh the actual stone has been debunked by like many professors are like yeah this was obviously done with modern tools mm. and so on and so forth and yet there's still the you know park and people still say that no it's legit and everything else but you know it's not much you just see a rock and it's got a, you know a rune carved into it and it's encased in glass in the center of this park you uh, walk down into it's like yeah, no, it's pretty cool. If you come, we, we'll we'll go check it out just to do it. But uh, all right, there's not not much to it. Like I said, there's not a lot of like sights to see. Uh, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of nothing, and then you know we've got Branson and Oklahoma City that are nearby, and those are actual towns. So <laughs> there is stuff to do, but you got to drive a little bit to get to it. But yeah, man, uh, good game overall, would recommend. And uh, up next, because, uh, you know, I, I chose this because we've been playing as far back as I can remember at this point. We, for the most part, chosen games that we knew were good, which is fine. You know, nothing wrong with that. You know, there have been some uh, dissenters like the, the frog for whom the bell tolls ended up being, like, mediocre, mm-hmm. uh, despite getting, like, rave reviews it's not that great a game but for the most part we've played real bangers so i was trying to think of a game that uh, was bad like actively bad but that hasn't been talked to death you know where like it's so bad that it's almost good because it's funny to talk about i and one that i rented a bunch as a kid and uh for some reason i own boxed complete i think because i found it for under five dollars uh is Lagoon from the Super Nintendo, which um, I think anyone, like, I was surprised that you hadn't played this. Mm-mm. Because most people our age, when we w- would go to the, you know, video rental stores, you see this thing on the shelf, and it's just got this beautiful cover art of, like, a lake with the word Lagoon coming out of the water and, like, a castle in the background. And you look at the back cover you know, to see the, the pictures of gameplay and it looks like, uh, almost, almost like an illusion, a guy, a clone. It really Mm -hmm. does. It looks beautiful. And, you know, in playing it, it, it plays pretty well. The animations on the enemies are pretty decent. The music is decent, but there's one glaring thing that makes this game just impossible to play. And, uh, as a kid, I, I kept thinking, oh, you know, this this one thing is going to change at some point. Uh, it's going to get better, and it just never did. I got pretty far into the game as a kid, and it just continued to be a nuisance throughout the game. And I've looked up Let's Plays recently, and apparently it never changes. And we'll get into <laughs> what that is in, in the next episode. There you go. And those of you that have played it uh, already know what it is, and you're like, holy hell, it drove me insane. And, yeah, you don't hear a lot of people talking about this game, and I really do think that's because 
when you pop it in and you start playing it within the first five minutes, you're like, how am I going to even play this? This is ridiculous. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've done so yet, but Not as yet. soon as you do it, whew, man, you're going to go, Jesus Christ, Blaine, what have you got me into? And I don't expect you to play through the game. I mean, if you want to try to do so, you can. I, I've read that it's relatively short. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to put a few hours into it. Uh, you know, as many as I can mm -hmm. and uh, probably just watch Let's Plays to try and fill the gaps because I don't think, you know, if kid me with all the patience in the world, like literally I'd sit there and play, you know, Uncharted Waters for 50 hours or Gym Fire or something like that. If the kid me could get through that but couldn't get through this, uh, I don't know what adult me is going to do, you know. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, luckily, yeah, if you do want to get a copy of this, for some reason it is still unbelievably cheap. You can get a physical copy for under $20. I think, James, you said you paid 17 bucks. Yeah. And, and your copy, you sent me a picture of it. It, it looked good. Mm -hmm. You know, there were no tears in the label or anything like that. So, yeah, if you want a copy of this for your Super Nintendo collection, it's cheap. And the fact that it is a cheap RPG on the Super Nintendo should tell you just how bad it is because RPGs on Super Nintendo are not cheap. Even Tecmo Secret of the Stars is like a $50 game now. Um, the only game that's an RPG that I can think of that is actually cheaper than this is Draken. And that game is just completely unplayable. I don't know <laughs> how anyone... I heard yeah. one podcaster years ago say that he loved Draken and played through it multiple times. And my thought to him was how? Uh, because that game, I don't know how you, how you can even play it. Yeah, um, just a ridiculous game. I remember dying within the first five minutes because I walked into like a a lake or something and couldn't get my characters out, and they all drowned. Um, <laughs> it's just a weird, yeah, like it's a very PC ass game for the Super Nintendo, and completely unplayable on there. Or at least I thought. But Lagoon is just a slight notch above that. Hmm. Can't um, wait. So, yeah. <laughs> oh boy um yeah uh, all the usual places to reach us you know if you want to reach out and say hey boys uh, you did a great job getting on that damn top uh fansly whatever you know uh hey we'll listen to that or if you want to say hey i can't believe you made the list at all yeah. we'll listen to that too this is bullshit um, yeah we're on uh we're on facebook uh, you can reach me reach me at Simon Belmont at Outlook.com, though I will uh, fully admit I don't think I've checked that thing in at least a month. Um, I very rarely check the emails. Um, James is uh, at goodbuddyjames at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, send me. I check it uh, periodically, and I got nothing. So yeah, but just don't. I, I was checking it all the time initially and just no one ever sent anything or very rarely. I got some things from Josh Watts and I think Jeff early on, uh, maybe a couple of others, but they just dried up and everyone is in the discord. Now, if, uh, mm -hmm. if you want to join the discord, get on Facebook, I'll send you a link or you can go to, uh, the RPG show. If you type in the RPG show podcast, you can, um, find a, uh, a link there that will be permanent. Otherwise, yeah, just shoot me or James a message on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm at retro Kel that's K H E L on Twitter. And James is at, uh, James Milholland. 
Um, Again, like I, I don't check Twitter very often. Twitter at all. The only time I ever log into Twitter is to send uh, the podcasts we do here to Derek and Don. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, nothing. so, but yeah, we, we do check Facebook. Uh, we're pretty good about responding to that. Either James or I will get back to you if you go through that. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, just get in the Discord, man. We talk there almost every day. It's it's a great scene. If you want to see uh, not suitable for work memes and <laughs> just yeah. terrible, terrible discussion about uh, any number of things, uh, a lot of trolling, a lot of uh, jokes made it different people's expense you have to have kind of a thick skin because we will make fun of you at some point uh (laughs) but yeah get in there we've got a really great community going on there uh that's about it james uh did you have a um uh extra life for this episode or Uh, i have i don't know if i'll have it edited in time i have a um breath of fire one coming out but it might be on the next the next podcast oh that's fine yeah Uh, uh, we've got We've got over an hour on this episode, so I think yeah. we're good on time. I'll send uh, it over to you later today before I... Yeah, we, we never it. mentioned it, but we you were listening to Is It Worth It? Oh, <laughs> the yes. podcast where it it? we don't even bother to introduce ourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> until then, what can they do, James? Keep it retro. We'll see you next time. All right, hey. Nice, nice, nice. Looking forward to playing yeah. the goon now. Yeah, good episode, my man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get ready. I've actually started going to therapy. I've got to go to therapy today. Yeah, so good for you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been nice, and it's a little weird because I'm talking to a a therapist that is far younger than I am and female. Mm. and he's a you know, somewhat attractive so it feels kind of weird like bearing my soul to like some what i view as a teenage girl mm-hmm. <laughs> you know kind of weird but she's very intelligent and cool. uh gives hey, a lot of insight into things i'm talking about that's so. what you need someone that can give you an opinion that's not your own as long as it's helping keep going yeah i just it's it's weird it's almost uh it's almost like an episode of the podcast, you know. I just talk about my life, you know. I know. But uh, yeah, it's 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 helping. So I, I got that in about an hour and a half. So I got to get ready for that. But okay. always good talking with you, James. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm off all week. So okay, I'm gone. I'm leaving tomorrow for camping. So I'll be back. Uh, oh, that's right. You're I'll going be back to Tahoe. Sunday. But uh, yeah, we'll get together. Oh, we'll talk. We'll chat soon. All right, man. All right, buddy. Have a great one. Stay cool. I will attempt to. You do as well. Thanks. See ya. Later, bud. Bye.